today on Fifth Age. You know, honestly, guys, we're just really happy to be back. It's been a wild few weeks, and that's what's kept us from putting out shows regularly. But we're here to stay, and we'll tell you more about our upcoming schedule after the show. And now for something completely the same. An idiot and a smart person talking about Tolkien. here in the fifth age i'm erica and i'm dan come along as we explore tolkien's world together you know what you're here for being a wizard's pupil but for real we are here to talk about the stewards of gondor some more in today's episode we finally get to that family drama we promised a few weeks ago and why is denethor so mad at faramir all the time why does he respect faramir so much more we hope you enjoy I'm going to start off with why is Denethor so unhappy with Faramir? Is that a thing that happens in the book or is that just a movie thing? Yeah, he's not pleased. Um, When Faramir was younger, he was, he really loved it when Gandalf would visit. Oh, okay. Like, is that what it's about? I mean, not entirely. So, Faramir really loved it when Gandalf would visit, and he was really, um, he was a nerd. Faramir was kind of a nerd. His big brother was a jock. Yeah. His big brother, like, was rough and tumble, liked to go and fight, whatever. Faramir liked to read books. He liked, you know, nature. He loved it when Gandalf visited. He could ask him questions. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, Denethor needs warriors. And so, he's got this little problem with lore masters because he's kind of um, annoyed with Gandalf for taking, you know, all his dad's attention. And um, and the people love Faramir. They absolutely love him. And the soldiers love Boromir. So this whole thing about I don't want to live love halved that we talked about kind of earlier. Like, he doesn't want he doesn't want the loyalty of his children split against him. He doesn't want them to follow Gandalf necessarily, but that's what ends up happening because he doesn't really care for Gandalf that much. But Boromir ends up on an expedition that's led by Gandalf and and Faramir. When he returns from Athelion, isn't that Denethor's fault, though? Isn't that yeah, Denethor's totally fault is. that Boromir ends up on, in the Fellowship? Yes. Yes, kind of. It kind of is. It's also kind of Boromir's. So the reason that Boromir's in the Fellowship Rewind. Um, Faramir had been having prophetic dreams. Lots of them. Is that like a normal thing for... No. Okay. So he was having this dream with this voice and looking to the east and the darkness arising in the east and all these prophecy things. Faramir kept having this dream. And he talked to his brother about it. And Boromir's like, oh, I had that dream once. Um, And they talked to Denethor. And Denethor is like... Um, one of the lines in the dream is about Imeldris, which is the other name for Rivendell. Okay. And it's about the ring. You say other name, is it like different language, a different language? Yeah, it's a different okay. language. So they ask their dad, hey, what's Imeldris? And he's like, oh, it's this place with this guy that knows a lot of stuff. His name's Elrond. You know, that's that's what it is. And they're like, well, we want to check out. Farmer's like, I want to go check out my dream because it told me to go there. 
because I keep having this dream and it's just, it's, I can't stop it. I don't know what to do. Boromir understands, you know, this is a really long journey and he's stronger and he's a better fighter. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go. You stay is it, here. Is it like a dangerous journey to yes, get there? It's ex- oh yeah. Uh, Boromir lost his horse and had to do most of it on foot. Ah, it was rough. It was not a pleasant journey for him. And, um, Denethor did not want either of them to go particularly. Um, so, un- okay. But, but he'd rather, you know, he was worried that Boromir was worried that Faramir wouldn't make it because he's the nerd. Right. And Denethor, Denethor didn't want either of them to go. Cause he's like, this is all book stuff. We need some fighters here, guys. You can't leave. Hold on. So when Faramir stayed behind, did he then become in charge of the garrison at Osgiliath? Yep. So, and the soldiers didn't respect him? The soldiers did respect him. The soldiers really, really liked him because he was like, but not for the reasons that they loved Boromir. Boromir was a strong captain and Faramir was a, a, a strong captain too, but he was more merciful, more, he was softer guy. You know what I mean? I, I do know what you mean. It's funny because like, that's my own experience, Uh right? Yeah. And I know we talked about some of this like yesterday. Yeah. Right. And my own experience is, I mean, thankfully I never had to hold Osgiliath. I was a (laughs) naval officer and, you know, but I did have a very different approach to, leadership than most of my peers and um my my superiors didn't appreciate my approach so if you're if you're boromir right and you're the guy that's out in front cutting down orcs showing showing off your muscles your sword's the sharpest you can run the fastest you're better than everybody else maybe there's a couple guys that are better than you but no no one's saying that because nobody expects you to be that good because you're the prince. You're the prince, but also as an officer, you're not expected necessarily to be the most technically or um, physically gifted. But if Boromir was that or was close to that, it would have been very impressive to his men. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would have followed him. I mean, literally, he would have been like, we're going over this wall and whatever's on the other side, we're going to destroy it. And they would have just done it. Right. And yeah, and he was a powerful fighter as well. Right. And so, but with, with a Faramir type character who's more on my side of things, what happens is I can't do that. I have to explain how and why it's going to work because I've told my men that I view them as equals by, by telling them they'll take care of them by elevating their humanity to the same level as my own. You and, understand the difference between Boromir and Faramir. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the thing that's interesting about that is that there's, there's benefits and drawbacks, right? If I need to jump over a wall and rush at a group of orcs, because that's what needs to happen right now, I need to get, so this is the interesting thing. I need to get the senior guy, the veteran. I need to get a veteran that will lead that charge, Right. I need to convince that guy. Once I convince that guy, the rest of the group's going to go. And I have to know who that guy is. And I have to know who all the guys are in a much greater, in a much greater detail than a guy like Boromir does. Right. Faramir has to know this, know his men in a way that Boromir would never have to. 
this is why he's good in Athelion. Right. And he knows exactly what each guy is good at. He knows exactly where to put him. He knows exactly who to trust in what way. And also, and, and this is for me, was for me the biggest difference. If a Faramir, if Faramir's guys have problems, they tell him. If something is wrong, you don't tell Boromir that because he doesn't care. He just wants mm-hmm. to win the fight. He doesn't mm-hmm. care if your sword's rusty. He doesn't care if your uh, armor is, has holes in it. You should have taken care of that. Yeah, that's your fault. The same guy Faramir says, we need to jump over this wall and attack this group of orcs right now because if we don't, Osgiliath is going to fall. Boromir says, why is your guy's equipment all screwed up? Now, Faramir says that too, but he says it in a totally different way. He says, how can I help your men get better equipment? What can we do to supply them with better equipment? And if the answer is we can't supply them with better equipment, Faramir gathers his men together to talk to them about the state of their equipment and the fact that they have to make do. Boromir doesn't do that. Boromir leaves it to the veteran to do that. Boromir expects the veteran to do that in his absence. You know, so this is it's a totally different leadership strategy, and it results in totally different things. Right. And Denethor respects one of them more than the other. Right. Well, generally, I will tell you, the military <laughs> respects one more than the other. And there's right. good reason for it. Um, there's good reason for that. But yeah. I couldn't, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. So I, I never did. But I will say that the men that I knew, the other officers who I knew who did that, who were the best at what they did, who were out in front fighting the fight, some of those men were great officers. And I would have, I would have followed them over the wall. So... Bringing this back around. Yep. Denethor really doesn't want Boromir to leave because he respects his leadership style. Right. And Faramir's leadership style does not compute for Denethor. It's very difficult to understand leadership style. It really is because you put so much trust in your subordinates. It almost Mm -hmm. feels like you're not leading to people that are above you sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. But Boromir wants to take this road to Rivendell to save save his brother the journey that he knows is absolutely horrible and dangerous. But he also wants to give his brother an opportunity to show his worth to his father. Oh, really? So this is on two fronts, Boromir fighting for Faramir. Yeah, he is. He is so there for his brother. Like, it's really cool. There isn't really the right. Like, there isn't really a rivalry. So. and, and it, any rivalry that would be there is put there by Denethor. So when Faramir discovers Boromir's death because of the horn, that does happen in the book, if I remember correctly. He actually, yeah, he does. He sees, he sees... Um, like Faramir's the one that finds it, right? Or Faramir's team? He finds team. Boromir. Oh, Boromir he finds Boromir. comes down the river in a boat that, uh, they oh, put him in. Oh, that's right, yeah. And he sees him and he knows Dwarf that he's boat. dead. A dwarf boat. It's not a dwarf boat. It's not a, it's not a barrel. <laughs> it's one of the boats of Lothlorien, which is why it made it over the waterfall. Oh, jeez. Yeah, um, so, so he, he discovers his brother and is heartbroken, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're like best friends. And um, he takes it really hard. And Denethor takes it really hard because his favorite son, the son he understood, is gone. And now he's left with the son that he doesn't understand that the people love for reasons he can't understand. That is a, as he puts it, a wizard's pupil. Yeah, he does say that. You know, 
he he doesn't get it he doesn't respect him obviously well but this is also interesting because like the 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 equivalent of charging into battle like sword drawn you know at the front of your men just like kicking some orc butt really is for denethor is i'm going to look into this palantir and i'm going to find out what i can find out and yes. and um you know the he's, the, put, he's putting himself on the line yeah he's putting himself on the line and he's doing it in a way where it's just him he's alone he's and he doesn't tell anybody he's doing this nobody knows that he's been doing this Oh, so it's even more so. So he's, yeah, so he's taking it completely on himself. So he is much more like Boromir. Yes. Um, yes. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we told you there was family drama. As promised, we're going to talk a little bit about the show's schedule. Based on what's been going on in our lives, it's not really possible for us to put out a show every week anymore. Uh, we're going to go for every two weeks from here on out. We're going to go back to Fridays, so the next one's going to be a couple Fridays from now. There's still more about Denethor, and we do finally get to his flaming bitter end, if you know what I mean. As always, if you have comments or questions, you can contact us by email at show at fifthagepodcast.com, on Twitter at fifthagepodcast, or on Facebook if you prefer. You can also sign up and comment directly on the show notes on the website. If you like what you hear, and you want to help us grow, please share the podcast around social media, word of mouth, whatever. I know some of you have already been doing it because even while our schedule is disrupted, we've seen more and more downloads. So thanks for that, guys. We really appreciate it. The music, as always, is provided by Dr. Turtle. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>